Hello and welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so today we're going to have our special guest uh, speaking, and it is Jose Chavez, uh, one of our good friends. And Ricardo, you want to take it on? Yeah. I think I've known Jose for, let's see, the times we were at Cal Poly, which is too many years, and then <laughs> a few years at Hancock, which was more than a few, so... Probably a lot. A lot of years, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> I think sure. I've known you for a while now, but I really don't know you that well. What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, don't, we I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know your favorite color. It's blue. Well, now I know. It, it's hard to. I I know it's probably hard to believe since I had a red Honda Civic before, and now I bought another Civic and it's red too. You you would imagine I would get a blue one, right? But no, no, I got a red one. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your Jose. Like, um, I mean, you know, tell the audience because obviously I was I like, know, you know, know me. <laughs> I know you so well. <laughs> um, yeah, let people know. Uh, like, where'd you graduate? Where'd you go to school for? What are you working as? Okay, yeah. So um, I graduated Cal Poly with a BA in uh, engineering, mechanical, and um, currently working at Go Westy Camber Products. What what do you do? What's your daily? What does your daily look like? Wait, is it? If I were to be Jose for a day, <laughs> yeah. what, what would it what would it mean? That means I'm driving at what time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about earlier about my commute, and I actually wake up at seven in the morning to drive an hour to work, and clock in at eight every morning. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how it starts before I even clock in. Yeah, once I clock in, I basically do what I imagine other engineers do and respond to emails, open up emails, respond to emails that were sent after the fact that I was the, when I was there. And, and then after work, right? <laughs> and then after yeah. work, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, my daily schedule consists of replying to emails. Uh, work on many, many projects that I have going right now and putting out fires of uh, quality issues that get presented to the company from uh, unsatisfied customers. <laughs> the whole email writing is such an underrated skill, something that we don't get taught to. Because, yeah, definitely I do get emails after work, and sometimes I feel like I spend too much time writing an email when it's really just saying, yes. <laughs> Oh, man, I can relate to that. I've spent so many, I, I would accumulate them to days of uh, trying to type up the, the perfect email that eventually just gets highlighted and then backspaced and said, yeah, sure, okay, I'll get that done. <laughs> but really what I want to say is, no, no, let's uh, keep looking at other pos um, possibilities, you know, based on what the project is and take some analysis and, you know, move forward based on that. But no, I just usually just say, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> right. And it's it's so weird when you're writing an email because, um, right, communicating your thoughts to someone else isn't exactly like speaking to them. Have you ever had that experience or was thought about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, there was a a moment at work where uh, I got um, approached by one of the managers and they were basically just relaying a message to me 
about how I um, came on a little too demanding and uh, strong in some of my emails. And it got me, got me a little sad because if you know me, I'm a pretty easygoing uh, person. I don't, I'm, I don't try to be rude and I don't see myself as rude. But when, um, when, when you read my emails, it, I guess it comes across that. Uh, and that's actually like something I, I'm aware of. I had this one uh, teacher back in high school who was teaching communication in technology. And one of the lectures she had was um, communicating through email. And what she said is um, what you write is not really what you're, what you're saying. So like if you're writing something and you in your head it's coming off as one way well the interpret the reader could interpret it as an in a negative way and will probably cause some issues down the line which in my case was <laughs> yeah i i think that's something that i'm starting to see at work too is the perception of myself i don't know if it's the just the positions that we have or or if it's just me uh, because during uh, one of our get-togethers, uh, uh, it was like a lunch uh, potluck. I was approached by someone in accounting, and by who? <laughs> someone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's a friendly guy, mm-hmm. and um, came up to me and he's like, "Man, I want to talk to you guys more, but you guys are always so serious." And by you guys is like he means like the engineering group, right? And Makes he's sense. like, "You guys are always like." on your computer there's always something fancy going on and you guys have headphones on and i'm and i tell them don't don't be afraid to approach because most likely i'm just thinking what should i eat for lunch today or what's for dinner (laughs) (laughs) so i mean like it kind of that feeling sucks is when people don't approach you because you they think you're unapproachable but like i think maybe just make an effort to get to yeah i guess smile more and talk to the other coworkers. But it's hard sometimes. Like it just feels like a disconnect uh, to other departments. Right. So. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, one of my defenses, defense to uh, the manager was, like, I'm, a, I'm I'm an engineer. You know, like to me, everything's ones and zeros. Uh, I I state what we have to do. Well, and um, that's all. That's it. I don't like try to like sugarcoat anything. I just state the facts and then move on. And they they agreed with me they they could they definitely could see that and they the reason why they interacted with me is because they know me as a person i talk to them constantly throughout the day verbally not just through email and they know how i talk and how i act and they see that they they know i'm not um, i don't mean to be demanding about anything of what when i do something or say something so that's what well, that's what that's what eats me up inside. Somebody thought I was being pretty negative or yeah. yeah, bossy, which I'm not. Did you follow up with that, with that person or, or how did, <laughs> how did you resolve this issue? Oh, uh, I just let it go. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I didn't want it to bug me. So was it a customer or like, no, no, it was a coworker. Oh, <laughs> Not 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 a, a close one. Uh-huh. Somebody from a different building, but oh, okay. someone in the company. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I can relate. <coughs> I, I think I can relate to like assumptions and 
or you know what people make of you um i definitely noticed that at my new job um you know like there's a accounting department and other departments in the area and, and within our office um but i mainly work with like all the men out in the field um and i don't know if like i just come off as uh <laughs> someone very serious or or not so approachable but i noticed that none of the girls talk to me which is fine which is fine i talk to the guys though yeah. like they're super easy going you know well the superintendents that i work with like i just met one today too so yeah like i noticed that and i'm like hmm is it me or do i have like a rbf <laughs> rbf i can't say it on the podcast uh, tell me later <laughs> google it <laughs> if i google it i'm gonna say it out loud <laughs> Yeah, I think that's another thing they don't teach you like in school, right? Is work your workplace and the interactions you're gonna have with all the coworkers and and you'll you'll have a really good group or close group that you work with, and then it's really hard to connect to other people that are in your working group. Mostly, I would say because uh, they don't have this like in your working group. Most likely, they're doing similar things you grew up doing or went to school for so all those you can make connections there you're like oh i took that class and mm-hmm. that kind of leads to conversations and kind of builds those relationships and then if you try and talk to someone else it's not even in your realm like in your same department it might feel forced or it might you need some kind of natural connection i think that's like the hardest part about going into these companies mm-hmm. is like getting group <coughs> getting connections outside of your working group yeah for sure um my company every Friday we have a uh, forgot what we call it, but it's basically um, we get just a beer after work. We just beer Friday, beer Friday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brew thirty. Oh really? That's exactly it, what they had at Cannon. Oh okay, yeah. but it bugs I me. Never be, went. <laughs> it it bugs me so much because it's technically when um, we clock out, which is five, mm-hmm. but call it brew thirty. Oh. So like, uh, it to me it just bugs me. They should let you out a half an hour early, right? Oh, and then yeah. just drink during work. No, drink during work. Yeah, they just hey, yeah. I call it a social half hour. Yeah. Wasn't your internship like that? They were super laid back and. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Poten- not- potential employers are listening right now. Oh okay. Yeah. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, but um. <laughs> it was all after hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. During. This, these interactions um different people from different departments get together obviously mm-hmm. and when we get together I, i'm kind of like i don't know what to say to them i don't know what should i talk about work should i just uh a little technical difficulties anyways jose was talking about um like a social hour with at his workplace and yeah interacting with his group yeah so i was saying like different people from different departments come together and they just enjoy beer together and most of the time just sitting there kind of quiet not knowing what to say to them just because other than emails that's the only communication i have with them so uh, i'm not sure what to talk to them about most of the time they're what what they're talking about is something from the 80s because most of them are older than me so i'm just listening like uh-huh interesting yeah like making some uh 80s references that i do not understand at all yeah that that age gap is a real thing yeah it, it i mean sometimes it can be decisive too at work where the young hang with the young and the old hang with the old 
dog old people. <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's really hard to you know break through that and and uh kind of get that a whole company to talk to each other and really be be like friends i guess mm-hmm. it's almost like ideal and i don't think it's actually possible just because i mean unless you're a company of five people and then and then it's pretty much a family at that point where you have to like you learn to live with each other but once you're big enough size, it's I think it's just idealized mm-hmm. that you can actually, you know, make connections with everyone in your group. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've given up on that, <laughs> at least. Like, I, I know I go into work, I, I go into jobs or work with no, like, idea of making a friend. Like, I'm there to do some work analysis. Maybe, like, I'm not there to make a friend, <laughs> as <laughs> it might sound cold, but... Uh, eventually the ones that you do talk to end up becoming friends but that's not like my initial goal Hmm. like i'll eventually make a connection and maybe that's why like at first when i work at places i'm not immediately talking to everyone and like eventually (laughs) i've talked to like one or two people and then those are like the connections that i make when you say eventually like how long does it take because i (laughs) just based on my experience it's like if you communicate with um your co-workers a lot faster it makes uh things better better just because yeah. you get things done faster you, <laughs> you you know it's easier to approach somebody if there's an issue like that's just from my experience no, I, so. I totally agree i just it's hard for me <laughs> okay I, I i agree with like you know they obviously have been working there so they they know their ins and outs of you know even the software around the company who to talk to, who to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe because I'm what is it, introvert. I'm introverted. So I don't really try to make that connection up front day one. And, uh, but yeah. I mean, I agree with you on day one. You're new. You just don't want to like th- put yourself out there. But, you know, maybe within the first month, you know, start, start learning some names. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> to to anyone listening, I try my best. <laughs> it takes me a while. Yeah. Oh, well, for me, it's like I think that's like one of my reasons to go to work, <laughs> go make a friend. But I don't know. This company is different. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at my old company, I did actually make a friend. She's still my friend to this day, and. Um, I think having that one coworker that's not only, you know, a good coworker, but also like a good friend outside of work is good because it's something that you look forward to, like, you know, going to work or like you know, on your lunch break, you know, I don't know. But I, I think it's important on my end. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jose? What do you think? About making a friend? Yeah, like with, with <laughs> I, I feel like at this point everyone's my friend in that company. Honestly, like, like I know everyone. I I usually like um, well, take I a know, stroll around at least campus. One person there that thinks you're demanding. <laughs> I so that guy that person's not your friend. I would like to think that they're my friend now. Honestly, like I don't hold any grudges, and if I do, not for long. So whatever happened there. I think we're friends now, or at least we could uh, communicate with a smile and not think any negative thoughts against each other, because I don't have any negative thoughts against anybody in that company right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good to not, like, 
have like a bad uh, relationship with your coworkers because I mean they're people you see every day and like you just don't want your work environment to you know be toxic or yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. So. in my company we have a uh a no a hole policy so oh, really? yeah 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 cool. <laughs> yeah so we got that going for us when you um kind of switching topics now uh when you went to work is it what you thought um because there's like this grand idea of once you graduate like your life is changed like I, I don't know what to because ex- like I'm I'm also so I'm a first like graduating person in my family, uh, I don't know about if that's your are you also a first gen first person I'm for, I'm definitely first gen yeah yeah so I had no idea what to expect when you know when I graduated and how the workplace was I don't think I've ever had like an office type job and see how that was, uh did you get any like kind of like going to Cal Poly like a culture shock. Was there any kind of work shock that you got? Um, going to Cal Poly, uh, I could compare it to going to Hancock. Just by like, go, you go to class, you do the homework, you take a test, you move on. And um, but for the work life, like any other job I ever had was retail, or probably three out of the four jobs I've had in my entire life was a janitor so definitely you definitely like um, a step up from from being a janitor and once once i graduated i ended up doing what i wanted to do which was design um design design um make cad models get it on a um a quote for it and then you know get a production run going and it surprised me because in my first week at my job, I actually ended up doing that. Like, I just hit the ground running. I think on the second or third day, I sent out my my first quote. And then within that same week, I approved the production run. So it was, it was a little nerve-wracking just because I was entrusted with, I guess, at the time, I thought it was a lot. I was of $700 worth of product. I'm like, oh my God. They actually trusted me with this much. Now, $700 is not a lot. <laughs> I realize now they just gave me something e- easy to start me off. And um, and yeah, but like, definitely, definitely, it was a shock um, going into, um, into that work environment when I came from just working as a janitor yeah the responsibility is new yeah i think that was when i got when i actually started full time the responsibility of we're gonna trust you to do this yeah is a lot different than when i was an intern at any of the places given an assignment right it didn't feel even though like the work might be related it it felt like okay someone's gonna check my work or it's as an intern, you're no. like, yeah, here you go. Here's my mentor. He's going to guide me through it. Now it's like, no, 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 you're in charge of this. Yes. And, and this is an actual product that needs to be done correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think that was new. And that was something that was like exciting, but also very like, um, stre- like not stressful, but like worry. I don't know. Nerve wracking. Nerve wracking. Yeah, it was, it was like nerve wracking. Cause like 
you know, they're looking to you for yes. your expertise. Yeah. You know, they're looking to you for your. You your have the answers. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't ask I, them for the answers. They're like, <laughs> well, no, I got a, I got like a, I got a, I got a C in dynamics. <laughs> so, uh, I think that was that was new for me, and uh, it, I, it's helping my communication because I definitely <laughs> noticed. Uh, uh, I don't know about you. But like presenting your results has been a little challenging for me. Like I have, I create a slide deck of the results that I've done, like analysis. And um, it's been challenging for me to clearly say what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. uh, like I'll even have like a little speech in my head ready. Mm -hmm. And then that just goes out the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, that's not what I wanted to say. But uh, that's been my like next goal is to learn how to clearly communicate <coughs> um my results right uh, i think that's that's been uh that was like the most shocking thing to me was how to do that uh, well um, for me i i don't present well i kind of do but like it's more like in meetings <coughs> like yesterday we had our weekly meeting for our project and this is just my second week so moving forward i think i'm gonna start talking more and it's kind of intimidating because like i'm talking to like the architect or more like the architects in the meeting the engineers the district and and then my team you know and it's just a bunch of men <laughs> but men, men <laughs> yes <laughs> um so it's kind of intimidating like in terms of like i'm still familiarizing myself with like the projects and them asking me like the status on i don't know submittals or rfis or or who had a question on what and if the RFI has been sent out or, or clarification <coughs> on, on the question. So I think that's presenting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so wait, I'm, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she agrees with us. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best part about, well, it's not the best part, but one of the highlights is I don't really have to verbally communicate like my findings i write it i have all the time in the world because i write it in an email get all my facts all my data and write it out as a quick little not a quick little memo but a memo that highlights every little uh thing i found while doing the project um other than that like um my boss sometimes comes into the um r&d room and just asks us what's what's going on what's what's new Tell me, tell me about this project, where we're at, and we verbally communicate what we're, what we're doing, issues we're having, um, how we're approaching it, and then he is also an engineer, so he's a PE, so he definitely has a lot of input to, um, to give us based on what we're doing, and based on that, we either, um, we all work together to try to like solve the issue. Or we just um, we work with what we got because <laughs> it's working <laughs> and it works great. So, so yeah. Well, enough about work. Yeah, I hate work. <laughs> Why are we talking about work? I don't talk about work after I get out of work. <laughs> I don't. Well, we try. Yeah. But um, work was work. Work is work. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good day. That's all we need to. Uh, that's all that needs to be said. It was a good day. It was a good day. Stuff got done. Stuff got done, <laughs> more than yesterday. Exactly. Or just about the same. So, how did, 
Um, let's just go back quite a bit. How did you decide to do engineering? And uh, like you said, you were the first in your family. So engineering is like, at least for me, it didn't come up until I was like halfway through my junior college, which if you don't, if you haven't heard the previous podcast, <coughs> my junior college experience lasts like six or seven years. <laughs> so, so it took me a while to figure out what engineering would actually was and if I wanted to do it. So like, how did you discover it? Yeah, so I won't be able to tell you how many years I was in college, but I was definitely in there for a while. Um, let's see. Right out of high school, I went to Allen Hancock College, and not by my choice, actually. <laughs> I was not going to go to college at all. I was, yeah, I was actually just, I don't know what I was going to do, but I, I wasn't going to go to college, but I ironically had a Hancock account created freshman year of high school by uh, one of my uh, teachers. And um, when I, uh, when senior year came along, um, she was encouraging everybody to go to do the FAFSA. Mm -hmm. I guess like uh, two or three people were gonna come in and um, help people out to create the FAFSA accounts. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't gonna go. Um, the only reason why I went was because my girlfriend, Monica, ended up uh, wanting to go to Hancock. So she ended up going to FAFSA, or um, the little orientation, and dragged me along. And while I was waiting, I was just sitting on the chair next to her, and one of the people came along and said, hey, um, you want to sign up for FAFSA? And I said, no, I'm good. And they're like, come on, I'll help you. And basically... <laughs> did almost everything for me except I put in some information mm -hmm. that only I could answer mm -hmm. and yeah so now so I had a, a Hancock account and I had FAFSA but I still didn't have classes and I wasn't going to pick any <laughs> but my great great teacher who uh, ended up creating me the FAFSA account my not FAFSA account my Hancock account ended up um, uh, finding out that I did FAFSA and she said, lock onto your portal. And she basically chose a couple classes for me, just some general education cla um, classes, mm -hmm. and started, um, started my path for me, basically. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, should I go? Should I not? Mm -hmm. And I think later on in that week or, or two weeks later, um, she, at the time, like, um, they don't do it anymore, but. Hancock had the this start program where you go and take a test oh, okay. and it's a placement test to see where you um where you rank and where you should be placed for English and math and um yeah just to see where you should be placed if you should start start taking the college courses mm -hmm. or you still need a little bit more help mm -hmm. so she took us there ended up taking the start test and the only reason why I went was because she said, we're all going to In-N-Out later afterwards for lunch. And I'm like, heck yeah. So ended up <laughs> taking a start test. I got placed. And <clears throat> and started my career there. And I didn't know at the time, but like she had, I guess she had put engineering as my, major. as my major. And I didn't, I didn't know that, but I, w I, went to, um, I went to school because I had classes. I said, well, 
I mean, I might as well go. <laughs> so I ended up going to college. I took some classes and then um, ended up taking some welding classes as well at the same time. And I did probably two or three years of that and thought to myself, yeah, I could do welding. So I think I got to the very last class where I have to uh, pipe weld, which is one of the hardest classes um, at Hancock. And everyone around me was kind of like goofing around, you know, like getting some um, <coughs> some um, sticks and just doing like arc burns, arc flashing, um, each other's eyes as a joke. And I just saw that as Im- immature, definitely was immature. And decided... <laughs> decided not to pursue engineering i mean um welding at that point and started looking at other um other uh, majors and engineering was one that um i knew about because it was uh as my major initially (laughs) and i started to look into it i'm like yeah this is cool this is great i started taking some physics started taking some um math and i was always pretty good with math so that part of that um my education was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It was definitely challenging, but I think it I think it was uh, a little bit more simpler because I always got math easier than any other subject in school. Sure. Um, yeah, so I was there for X amount of years, probably ten, I don't know, and eventually graduated and transferred with Ricardo. And Esther. <laughs> well, I'm still in school. I st- but I transferred with you. You transferred with me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what okay. I said. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ricardo loves school too much. Yeah, but he loves to see can't leave. This quarter, this quarter. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, went to Cal Poly, finished, got my bachelor's, said, I'll go back for my master's. And realized, I don't like school anymore. So I don't think I'm going to go back for my master's. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, get my FE, PE, and call it good. Yeah. Yeah. So you have started the process? I started the process, and I haven't moved since. <laughs> but I'll get there. Yeah. Um, when you finish school, you're just there's just this, like, I don't want to go back to doing homework. No. And tests. And it's just, uh, that's where I'm at right now because I'm working full time. And it's like, I dread homework. It's like, why? Um, You know. Yeah. So it's really challenging, especially to majors that have to go back. Yeah, definitely. uh, That have to go back and, you know, get their licenses. Mm -hmm. Either that's like a civil engineer or a mechanical engineer. I'm sure there's others. Um yeah, that has, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but it will definitely be a, a challenge to get back on the saddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it's, you know, getting your license, especially if you're civil, mechanical, it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the process, like, like you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I haven't moved. <laughs> See, see, but it's because it's hard. Like, you know, you're working full time and yeah. then you come home and try to study and like, like I switched jobs. So like, I don't know, this job drains me. So mm. Yeah. And then it drains you and you just don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. And then the, com- yeah, like um, previous, you know, you guys commutes are fairly long. So 
and sometimes you get home and you just want to relax yeah you know there's times where you get home and you just want to like ah, sit down right? especially mm-hmm. after a long drive mm-hmm. yeah yeah eleven yeah. for me it's 11 hours that i'm just like awake for sure so, you know just wired from where i have to drive to the morning yeah. working throughout the whole day yeah. and then drive back that's like 11 hours for me i have to just have my eyes wide open mm. yeah so i just want to i just want to take a little nap just take a power nap just take a power nap yeah. yeah um so what are what are your goals with um or in the future as a mechanical engineer like what are you what are you working towards ultimately good question <laughs> you know who has that answer future jose <laughs> let's <Whoa. laughs> present, pe- present jose sh- um what what are you gonna do to <laughs> get to <Yeah>. future jose <laughs> so <laughs> so i don't plan to stay where i'm at um much longer maybe one more year there and then start not maybe one more year probably leave in one year so i'll probably start looking for a place a new place maybe six months from now just start exploring anywhere or uh i would like to stay in california but no i mean like in the central coast or la or san francisco i mean la central coast i don't think i'm gonna go san fran no (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. but um but definitely think i'm gonna move on to Mm -hmm. something else Mm -hmm. um within the next few years yeah yeah what that is i don't know yeah are you scared of course not why would I be scared? Are you going to tell me something scary? What's what? Oh man, you have this grin on your face, like oh man. Because <laughs> it's scary leaving. Um, I know, like out of your comfort zone. I think it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, leaving home or where you've been, you know, if you did, if you if you didn't do that for college, it's it's uh, it's kind of like eye opening in a way. Mm-hmm. So I was only gone for like six months and um, it's just like different because like there's no family, like at least I don't know where you would move to if you have family, but where I went down in LA, there was no family to go home to. It was just everyone was, I mean, it was nice. Everyone was a phone call or a FaceTime away, but you just, you know, it's, it's, you're on your own or in your case, you'll be with your family and, you know, you kind of have to make it on your own. You got to like. It's this whole new experience of finding, like, a place to live. You know, we're so used to our routine. We have the roads we drive home. We have our favorite lunch spots. We have our favorite places to grab a snack or, you know, all these things that we've grown up growing up with. Like, there's this little corner store by the house. I've known that corner store for, I don't know, almost more than 20 years now. You know, it, I go there and grab a <laughs> refried bean burrito <laughs> for 20 years, you know. And it still tastes the same. It still it tastes so good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's it's kind of scary. At least for me, it is. I mean, w- what do you think about, like, having to move on or what are your thoughts? I mean, I never actually thought of it that way. I To me, it was just, well, you move to a new location, you start your new job, and you go on with life. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I think. I think Jose can adapt easily to any any place. I, I, he seems like the the kind. I think. Do I? Look, I mean, I have you ever worked outside of the area where you live? Like, 
let's say outside of where you're working. Um, hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> he has yet to experience that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun, like, it's definitely an exciting time moving on. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know Esther worked in San Francisco. Oh, yes. After my internship ended, I realized that I am not a city girl. <laughs> like, too many crazy people out at 3 a.m. Well, you just don't live in the city. You live in the outskirts. But I, w- I just wanted to try to, you know, like live in downtown. And I was very fortunate to find a apartment in downtown San Francisco. And yeah. And then I realized I didn't like it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely. I think getting out, like overall, I think the the purpose of this conversation this short conversation here was like getting out of your comfort zone and like um trying new things and exploring other areas of like for career for career growth so i think that's important is there a specific industry you would like to work in um well i was thinking about like just sticking with the automotive because that's what I'm basically doing right now. But you're saying uh, get out of the comfort zone. So Wait, but we don't need... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to venture out somewhere. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. My <laughs> mind was made for me. Just like my, my teachers before me who uh, decided my no, life. we're not deciding Jose's future ta- here. <laughs> made me, uh, signed me up for classes at Hancock. You know it, what? This, this, it, it, it was a out, great, it was a, it, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it all worked out. I would have never met you. You 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 would have never met me. You would not be sitting here. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a lot. There was a, there was a. It was a domino effect like that made me go to, <laughs> to college. Like that's what made me go to college. It was just like, the one domino hit the next, then the next, and everything lined up perfectly. What's the name of this teacher? I gotta go find them so I can go shake their hand. Because <laughs> you've been a really great friend. Oh, thank you. I hope I was too. Uh, so what was the name? Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Quaid. Quaid. Well, I call Quaid. it Quaid. It's Miss Quaid to other people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Miss Quaid. Miss Quaid to us. Okay. She sounds familiar, but... Yeah, but no, no, we didn't... Like, we went to the same high school. You should have... You should It sounds familiar, sure but I... Yeah, I, I no. She's a very nice person. We we just had the, the, this discussion about teachers, and we're over here, we're thinking, oh, I remember all my teachers. I remember like three. Really? I only remember from like elementary. Al- elementary. I remember um, Mrs. Porter, Mr. DeRuder, Miss Hamilton. DeRuder. Yeah. I could probably <laughs> name everybody from kinder all the way to. Oh yeah, challenge accepted. All right then. <laughs> Mrs. Herrera, that was kinder. Oh my gosh. Espio. <laughs> I never seen Ricardo like. <laughs> frustrated <laughs> we just had some technical difficulties so i don't know where i left off <laughs> um th- uh I'm, i am deleting every microsoft app on my computer because i keep getting a pop-up so i'm very mad right now at microsoft <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to jose's challenge so if in case that part didn't get recorded uh our the challenge was uh we just had a conversation esther and i about our teachers and who we can remember 
Um, and, you know, I, over here I'm thinking, oh, I can remember half of my teachers. I only can remember three. Miss Porter, Mr. DeRuiter, and Mrs. Hamilton. Uh, for their various reasons that will not be spoken. <laughs> so, the challenge is, how many teachers do you think you can, you can remember? All right, all right. Okay, so starting off from kinder, I got Mrs. Herrera. I got SBO. I got Prober. That was thir- uh, second grade. Third grade was... Oh, th- so this is weird. Third grade was weird because I had two teachers um for the first half it was my class was a third and fourth grade class combined into one and that was the Bransky and then after the second half of the year they said you know what you're not gonna teach three and four I don't know why we made you do that we're gonna just have you teach fourth grade and then you know find a third grade teacher that was Casada so yeah so I'm at five teachers but really I've only gone to uh been to a fourth grade i'm already i'm only on third grade right now so fourth grade i was at the bransky i saw i had them for third grade and fourth grade Mm -hmm. and that's fourth grade fifth grade was um westall sixth grade was miss woods um now becomes junior high so I don't know. Am I supposed to name every single teacher I've had in junior high school? Let's go rapid fire. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I had uh, Sores. I had. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but going to high school, I had Quaid. I had Paul. Paulus. Uh, I had. Hmm. I had Paulus too. You had Paulus? Yeah. Paulus was great. He was cool. Yeah, he, he actually gave me a calculator uh-huh. that I was supposed to return to him after uh, my my time at high school uh-huh. because I didn't have a calculator back then. Oh. I did everything by hand or in my head. So he gave me a calculator just to like uh, speed things up. Uh-huh. And he told me, J- give this back to me, man. I trust you. I still have it. What? I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> save it yeah, yeah, yeah i actually have it i don't i don't know where it's at yeah. but i do have it you it's somewhere yeah. in my room <laughs> but yeah so that's all the teachers i can remember i think i was like at 10 or 11 yeah that's pretty good i mean i think it shows that they made an impact in your life mm-hmm. or you just have a really good memory but <laughs> they didn't have an impact in my life <laughs> the only one that really the only ones that did was westall and uh, no not westall um paulus and quaid they were they were cool teachers. Oh, Jones! That was another math teacher. I never had him. You never had him? No. Yeah. no. I had Jones. But I do remember him. He he was cool. Yeah. 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 He was quirky. Yeah, I never had him. <laughs> <laughs> How's Memorial Weekend? Memorial Weekend? <laughs> oh, I went to the movies. You did. Yeah. Um, I saw The Little Mermaid with my daughter. That was her oh. first movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the first movie in the theaters, uh-huh. you know, a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. It started off great. She was enjoying popcorn. Uh-huh. And then she took a nap. Oh. And probably like <laughs> 20 minutes before the movie was over, she woke up oh. and was angry because she woke up. Yeah. Oh, baby Evelyn. How old yeah. is she now? Two? She's two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that cutie. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw Ant Man Quantumanium. 
Have we seen that? We saw that one. Yeah, yeah I saw that on the weekend. Uh, I think it was Saturday when I saw that one. Have you seen Super Mario Bros? I've seen so, Super uh, Mario Bros. Yeah, we we one. actually really wanted to see that. So and we bought it and watched it on. I can't remember if it was a uh, YouTube or Amazon Prime. I can't remember where it was, but we we paid the twenty whatever something bucks to watch it on our couch. Yeah, Re- we really liked that movie too. Yeah, it was good. Did you grow up playing the Mario games? <laughs> of course, man. I think um one of my fa- my favorite favorite Mario game of all time and I think if you know it you're going to relate is Super Smash Bros on the 64. I still have the console. I still have the game and I haven't played it in years, but ugh, I would play that every day um in 6th grade. Like every day. I you know so we went to go see the Super Mario Bros. I'm not gonna lie, I got emotional. <laughs> you really? You did? Yeah, I got emotional. I was crying. <laughs> I was not like an emotional. It's a sad movie, but like it was like. Yes, it was. I mean, it was a. It was. How was it a sad movie? Who died? No one died. This ain't this ain't a Disney movie. They don't no, gotta kill off a was parent. Was it this one that I got sad? I was sad. I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out. No, it was um, it was the Rocky, the other movie that we went to watch. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, don't tell oh, me. Oh, oh, my God. You just spoiled it for me. I heard you say the name. <sighs> Rocket. No, I didn't. You said he it. He hasn't seen the movie. I haven't seen Ro- Guardians. i seen Ant-Man. Well, what, what did I spoil out of there? You said so, someone died, and you said. No, I didn't say someone died. Rocket. You, you, you said really, Rocket, really, and then, really oh, yeah, it was so sad because it died. And then, no, no. It didn't. I did not spoil it for you. Then how do I know what happened? <laughs> But that's not what happened. Nah, I'm assuming that's what happened now. But that's not what happened. I was just sad. Wait, I... but now you're spoiling it okay. by saying that that's okay, not okay, what okay, happened. Okay, okay, okay. Something else happened? No. Okay, change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so why were you emotional about Super Mario? Because it brought back a lot of childhood memories. Oh. And I, I was like, I was like, I was like, this is Mario. This is what I grew up on. Yeah. And it was, it was cool watching uh, the movie. Yeah. And I definitely was like. It made me feel older because it was like, oh, they're like childhood is over kind of thing. Where, um, but yeah, it was really cool seeing the Mario movie and really like playing a lot of the references were really cool. Um, I didn't like Donkey Kong. Uh, that's just that's what was just, wrong with Donkey Kong. I don't, I, 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 he didn't play, he didn't do a good job. Whoever Wait, was the actor, choose them every time we play that game. No, that's why. <laughs> like, I like Donkey Kong the player, but I didn't like the the way he was portrayed in this movie. I've I think he he felt a little jockey, like or like high school bully type of. Yeah, that's vibes. what that's that's what I got. And I was like, eh, it didn't really. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, who is Donkey Kong really? Like how, how like what impression did you think he? How 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 should he have acted? I don't know. You know, because um, in the game he was. In one of the games, he was throwing up barrels at Mario, so he was a pretty <laughs> aggressive. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and that's other other than that, like that's the only game I really know him besides Smash Brothers and any racing game where he's throwing bananas at, you know, Mario. <laughs> so yeah, he's still aggressive there too. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just kind of vibe with Donkey Kong. Mm. Well, but. I could definitely vibe with the movie, especially when Rainbow Road. 
uh, came into play. I'm like, yeah, that's Rainbow Road. Like I said it out loud too, and I wasn't embarrassed about it. Oh, that was a great movie. I really liked it. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember any of the names. Just Mario. <laughs> Peach, Toad, oh, Luigi. Peaches, 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 peaches. There's one person on this uh, table that didn't play Mario growing up. Oh yeah, I didn't. Wow. Yeah. Not because I didn't want to. I couldn't afford it. Oh. So, you know. That was out of our budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I didn't have a childhood like you, Ricardo, okay? Yeah, but now you're over here playing Mario Party, Mario Kart. Oh, yeah? <laughs> On the Switch? Yeah. I don't know. Is that what you have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great family game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, you guys should come over. Like, we can, like, play it, huh, then? Yeah, we're done. Yeah. I, yeah. We got one Switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all you need, right? Like one switch and like as many controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I like it. I like it's fun. It. Yeah. yeah, we also we got Mario P- Party. So have you ever played that? Yeah, oh yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for for um allowing us to Con- conversate. Uh, I guess if we can end this with some another uh, one last question is what advice can you give to someone that wants to pursue whether it's engineering or or just out of high school doesn't know if they want to go to college or or or, con- or whatever they want to do <laughs> what advice can you give them them well, I like I said, I didn't plan to, and I wasn't going to because until I was pushed by other people, and if I wasn't surrounded by people who like pushed me to do that stuff, I would have regretted it, or I would have known I wouldn't have known if I I would have regretted it because I would have never went to college and I would never experience everything that I experienced. So like, if but I know now like if I had not gone to college, I would definitely definitely we have regretted it. Cause I just met so many great people. I learned a lot and, and I'm still learning. And uh, honestly, I could give my daughter a great life because of, because of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my advice. Just, just go for it because you might as well. My, it's better to have a regret to have gone to college than not to have gone. Yeah. At least try. At least, like even if like you don't end up using your degree, you you at least have an education, you know. To, um, yes. I don't know. To me, it's like I don't know why you sit around or why. I don't know. To me, it's a it's a topic where like if you don't go to college, like what are you doing, you know? <laughs> but everyone has their own ways of pursuing different things, and it, and it could be you know that people rather focus on i don't know making music or you know which is good too but i I strongly believe that college is important so that's just me though (laughs) are we are we biased because we went to college no i feel like because (laughs) our parents sacrificed so much for us that like at least i can speaking for myself um you know like (sighs) we had a hard time growing like you know growing up and 
I saw how hard my parents worked and for me not to go to college or pursue something higher than high school was a big no, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just me. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> we might be biased for <laughs> going to college and saying you should go to college or not should, but like it's recommended. Because I think I can still make a decent living without a degree. Um, you know, I and I think that mentality is what like kind of gets you through college in a way is like you have that mentality so if if you're good at something you know you can hone that skill in college or you can hone it outside of school um and if you know how to leverage that to make yourself a decent career uh there's really then you don't have to go to college but college just opens you up to everything to different experiences uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do in college, and I I think I took almost every class at Hancock, besides like the art classes. <laughs> yeah, like I took uh, all the biologies, all the chemistries, all the physics, all the math, all the computer science, and uh, yeah, that having that opportunity allowed me to go into what I wanted to do. But by no means that I have to go to. I think I could, you know, make a good living outside of college. so yeah thank you for tuning in and we hope that you enjoyed uh getting to know our friend jose chavez who's a mechanical engineer and um we hope that his story inspired you in one way or another and if you um are interested in uh i guess getting a hold of our friend jose (laughs) or curious of like you know no getting to know more of what he does uh please feel free to send us a message on our Instagram and we'll get you in contact if that's okay with Jose. Um, But yeah, thank you, Jose, again. And we really appreciate you uh, joining us in our podcast. And yeah, anything else, Ricardo? That pretty much wraps it up. Thank you, Jose, again. Thank you so much. It was was fun being here. How should we do that outro? Should we uh, end it with uh, Peaches? Oh, we can do that. Right, right. A trio of peaches. All right. One, two, three. Peaches, 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 peaches,